Hi, Tempany. Hi, Ted. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah, right? It's been too long. Two weeks. Has it been two weeks? I, I can't even really... Week. Yeah, like yeah, a week and a half, week right? Or something. Like mm-hmm. It feels like it's so it's much longer. That feels like two weeks Did we? Because mm-hmm. I remember the last time we met... Or the last time we met... Last time we recorded. <laughs> actually, last time we met. Um, last time that Sounds we... Like rendezvous. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Some sort. Um... But it, it was it was just a podcast episode. But oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, close, close. But yeah, no, I, I what like I think we recorded, and then I had to go out of town for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and I like drove up to Tampa or something. So that was yeah, it had to be about two weeks ago. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm just glad that we're back. Me too. I feel like it. it like I said, I feel like it's been so long. Today too. It's. I feel like it's your favorite fucking topic in the world. <laughs> Sex addiction. What? Why would you say that? I don't know. You're a certified sex therapist. You're about to be a doctor in clinical sexology. You love the discussion of sex and having sex. So we're going to fully penetrate sex addiction today. (laughs) We are going to penetrate it. Yeah, we're going to deeply penetrate sex addiction. Uh, Yes, we are. I like that, Ted. And your window is great. Any new um, breaking news or anything like that? I don't have shit today. I'm just kind of like, I mean, you know, I was having this audio problems. My (laughs) vegan food's over there. I have nothing on my notes. I have literally nothing. Did you like the sweet potatoes and the broccoli the best? Yeah, well, that so that meal that I that I just ate, I actually just made that yesterday. So that's like my new thing that I'm eating. Like the other things I've had for a while. So it's like and and the quinoa with the beans and corn and salsa. I had that for lunch today. Oh, okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? No, it looks delicious. It, I'm really proud of you for going vegan. It's, well, I mean, you know, I'm only a couple of weeks in, so it's like, Good. you know. You know what, though? It's interesting. Like, the giving up the meat part has not been that bad. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad for me at all. You know, well, I know, because you don't yeah, like meat. No. You know, I do. That's yeah. the difference, oh, yeah. as yeah. evidenced by me being a large man. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, um, it's, the, it's the no dairy. Yeah. It's fucking so hard. There's so many things that have dairy in yeah. it that you don't think have dairy. Yep, bad. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know like what, 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 like what you just said. I can't even get my thoughts together. But <laughs> the I'm just blowing your mind yeah, so much so that you can't even that have dairy that you wouldn't think have dairy. Yeah. I mean, listen, I get like yogurt and ice cream and cheese and whatever right. the other stuff, but I'm sure there are a lot of things that. The good news is they they make so many products nowadays that are um, dairy free that actually taste good. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. It, it is a lot better now. But like even this past week when I was out of town in New York well, with my family going out to dinner, it's impossible. You, you it's so hard. You yeah, and I got a salad and like with like no cheese and yeah. no meat. So I'm just eating like just a salad, just like a plain salad with yeah. like a vinaigrette, whatever. And, like, my parents were even kind of, like, not, like, upset, but they were, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm making my erection you know, better, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> Watch the Netflix documentary. Right. But, well, I want to tell you something that I, I that um, one of the, one of my colleagues um, getting her PhD sent along an article, and I thought this was pretty entertaining. Gwyneth Paltrow's holi- holiday gift guide includes a BDSM kit. Wow. Gwyneth Paltrow, I never really would yeah, so, picture her as like the, into the BDSM stuff. I don't know that she's necessarily into it, but she just puts some um, like slightly unconventional gifts on there. Like there's an automatic joint roller. Okay, that's cool. I'm with that. I mean, I'm in recovery, but I'm still with that. Yeah, like, there I, you go. 
Um, but the website. I can't has... picture her smoking weed either, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. She was no, she wasn't in the movie with Seth Rogen. Hmm. I don't know. Was she in the movie with Seth Rogen? No. That was Catherine. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Never mind. Who knows? She probably does smoke. Yeah. Fucking weed. Whatever. Yeah. So there's a, it's um a restraining arts kit and it's a beginner's BDSM kit. It, I almost said BDSM clit. <laughs> that has been funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it has wrist and ankle cuffs, a leather bound uh, paddle, and um, just for a small fee of $1,350. So just throwing that out. So, there. okay, hold on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she gives these gifts to like her friends no, and family? No, no, like no. what? It's like a holiday gift guide. It's like ridiculous gifts. Like Oprah has a. Oh, okay. Paltrow, who owns the Goop Company, you know. I thought she's like, like, this is what I'm giving my friends this year. This $1,000 starter BDSM (laughs) kit and a joint roller. (laughs) Merry Christmas, mom. You know, like. (laughs) You might not want to open those gifts in front of your parents. But other than that. Yeah. You know, that's what I didn't understand. I was just like, I was like, what do you mean? Like this, like she's just telling people like the gifts. Like, okay. (laughs) No. All right. No, I love stuff like that, though. I love silly things like that. So no, there you go. Yeah, no, I like it. No, that's yeah. that's an interesting news story. I mean, you're much more pre- prepared today than I am. Listen, I'm, I wasn't going to share this. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I had the colonoscopy, Ted, because I've been having some mm. stomach issues, and I've basically been shitting my brains out for about... Been there. Um, wait, 12, 16, no, wait, 24, 28 hours have been shitting my brains out. That sounds absolutely terrible. What bothers me about the colonoscopy, one, is they don't tell you how bad the prep is. But two, I think they give the same amount of prep, depend, like, regardless of the size of the person. I'd like to believe I'm fairly small. I'm not a large Right. Boy. No, that's a good point. I can see where you're coming from. I would yeah. take the same prep that you would take. Right. Does that make sense? That's why I'm still shitting 28 hours later. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I. that's actually a really good point. Like, you would think, like, I would, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the maximum... Like, you'd be, like, a three, and I'd be, like, yeah. a seven. They'd be, yeah. like, Ted, you're a level seven prep <laughs> yes. for this colonoscopy. I should only be a level three prep. Exactly. Right. And I, w- I got the level seven prep also. Fuck, I got man. the level ten prep. It's nasty. It's awesome. It's awful. That sounds yeah, It's awful. worse than being, like, double penetrated with, like, in the <laughs> ass with the same penis. They're two different penises. Yeah, because that just Very gets bad. crowded. Yeah, it's a very bad time. It gets crowded. You know, like, I feel, I've always felt that's weird because it's like, now you got two dicks rubbing against each other inside an asshole. They like that. You know what I mean? I would, I would. One in the vagina, one in the ass. Right. No, I know. But then, but you said two dicks (laughs) in the ass. So you have two dicks rubbing against each other inside an asshole. I would pass. It It doesn't make you gay. The heightened sexual experience. Listen, I'm not saying it is gay or it isn't gay. I'm just saying I don't want another dude's dick rubbing up against my... So one is laying down. That doesn't sound any better. is on top, and then the other guy is on top of her, like hunched over her. Yeah, no, I... Listen, I've, I've watched porn. I, I know what it is. I, I get it. I'm just saying I would respectfully pass on the double <laughs> dick penetration. I would be like, you know what? I'm good. Can I just get a blowjob? Just a singular blowjob. You know, and then you have as many men in your assholes you so please, ma'am. <laughs> I love the level of respect that you provided these women. I know. It's kind of, awesome. it's a gift and a curse. It you know, is, I am really perfect. respectful. Yeah. Like, right. you know, it's like if I see like a woman with like really big boobs, like, I mean, there is a part of me that's like, whoa, boobs, whoa, because I'm a dude. <laughs> but then there's the other part of me that's like, you know what? I bet she has really bad back problems. You know, oh, like. Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think about that. I'm like, you know, that poor woman probably, you know, and she probably never gets any respect because dudes just look at her tits. You know what I mean? And she can't find bra sizes that fit her at Victoria's Secret. Like, that's where my mind goes. I don't even know this, like, hypothetical (laughs) woman that I'm thinking of with big boobs. They exist. You know, like, so I I first go like, oh, big boobs. And then I'm like, you know what? She probably has a lot of, you know, self-confidence issues. Oh, you're so sweet, Ted. I love that about you. Don't ever lose that. I mean that. The well, kindness. And listen, kindness is like what makes the world go round. So forget peace and all that. Just be kind. <laughs> <laughs> Just be kind. Yeah, fuck peace. <laughs> Just be kind. You know. Oh, God. Um, so anyways, yeah. So, all right. We're, we're going to talk about sex addiction today. Yes, we are. Um, and I, I got absolutely nothing, nothing? to Ooh. offer, you know, um, other than, you know, maybe if I could find a attractive consensual woman that is a sex addict that just so happens want you know you would take her up yeah i would probably i would probably you know beneficially use that situation a little little enabling action (laughs) (laughs) for my own self-benefit okay but here's the problem then that other side of you which you just referred to would come in and then you would feel bad right no and then i would feel it would be no different than if your friend was smoking crack. You wanted him to stop, but you were, like, bringing crack to his house. Right. No, I know. Yeah, I know. So I, I get it. I, I do get it. And you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I And, you know, and like, you I could be, know. like, I could be, like, the detox from your sex addiction. You know what I mean? Ted. Think about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know, no I could, we could, like, open. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. You know, self-deprecation. Come on, but you know, you I could, I could be, I could, yeah, Ted's sexual detox services. <laughs> I can turn anyone can, off sex addiction. Like, can you imagine? Like, you turn you your, this. like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you turn your TV at like two thirty in the morning, and, and you, you see those weird commercials. I'm like, hi, I'm Ted Staros. Do you need a detox for your sexual addiction? Let me, you know. Oh my god, it is hysterical. You know, yeah. and it, just be like, all right, so we're only gonna have sex. Three times today, and we have to spread it out. Then tomorrow it's two, and then it's one, and then I just never see you again. And they'll be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you, Ted, for saving my life from my sex addiction. <laughs> oh, God. What are you going to charge for the service? You like how I lumped myself in that? If you need to process yeah. the aftermath, I can always be there for you. Right. That's when you come in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, when the person feels terrible about themselves, because, like, yeah. I had sex with this guy, Ted, and he's really weird, you know? He kept asking if I had back problems. And you're oh like, well, let's God. let's process this. You know what I mean? Exactly. Boom. Yeah, done. We're, yeah, we're going to be millionaires. I mean, between that and, you know, the other marketing genius ideas we have, I mean, we could do pretty good. I agree. Yeah. You know? Um, so we're going to talk about sex addiction today. So there's so there's a couple of things with sex addiction is um, it's also known as hypersexual um, disorder. Okay, I'll get you a new band-aid in just a minute, okay? Okay, just go in the playroom because I'm very busy working. Okay, I like to have a pig too. <laughs> okay, well we're back. So you, might you know, there's nothing like, you know, out. talking about sex addiction when your kids are running around, you know? <laughs> Four-year-old twins. Right. I mean, I put them on their 
iPads. It's been no, I know. You did a really good this job. Is, I mean, this is important to me to podcast. I know. My husband's at a meeting. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, work is a priority. Kids are a priority, too. I can balance the both of them. But hey, there you go. Good. That was my daughter. Yeah. Anyways, um, sex addiction is also known as hypersexual disorder. So okay. one and the same thing. So if you hear it used, it can be used interchangeably. So it's like some people who say soda and some people who say pop. Exactly. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta. What do you like say, original. soda or pop? I say soda. I say soda too. Yeah. Where do they say pop? Who the fuck says pop? Probably oh, like wow. some like like North Dakota or some shit. Yeah, that's definitely a pop. Not no offense to our North that's Dakota true. listeners. <laughs> if there are any. <laughs> if there are any, I think there are. I think we actually do have some. Oh, we do. Awesome. We we've actually been getting just really quick, not to get too far off topic, but um, we, we've gotten some some decent listeners like around the United States and around like the world a little bit. That's like awesome. like we got some in like Kenya, Ooh. I think recently. Okay, that's you know, really cool. Japan, um, like Singapore, yeah, a lot, wow. lot of stuff like in Asia. We're, we're well, very popular in Asia. That's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what goes on in Asia, Thailand. Oh yeah, Thailand. Yeah, but. Anyways. Anyways. So, so hi, um, what's it called? Hyper. Hypersexuality. Hypersexuality. Yeah. Hypersexuality. Okay. I've heard people say like, oh, they're hypersexual or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hypersexual disorder, hypersexuality, sexual addiction. It's all the same. Okay. Okay. Um, but what uh, sexual addiction is essentially, and I'll give you the criteria and I'll go through some other markers for it. And um, excuse me. It's basically people who engage in or think about sex. Through fantasies um, or or urges, <laughs> sorry, or orgies, orgies well, also, orgies yeah, apply here, yeah, uh, more than normal. And then okay. the question begets, what is normal? So right. we'll get into that in just a minute. I don't really know what normal is. It's a qualifier we're not supposed to use um, as therapists. We don't really use the term normal, although I like to because I'm an out of the box kind of therapist. You are an out of the box <laughs> type of therapist. I'll tell you what. But this, you know, um, sexual addiction can include uh, pornography, masturbation, um, paying for sex, strip clubs, um, yeah. having multiple partners, things like that. So that's where sex addiction um, can, can uh, you, it can translate into those areas of your life. But what I think is interesting and very important is that, um, uh, God, I was going to say something. This, like, not eating and colonoscopy. <laughs> it's just really fucked you brain. up. It is really Man, I hear that. you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people use sex addiction as a cop-out. Um, so okay, caught, I could see that yeah, for sure. If they're caught cheating or... Um, their significant other doesn't want them to watch porn and they're caught with porn, which I don't understand that, but that's like a judgment on my part. I mean, to each his own, but I think porn is fairly fairly harmless in the sense of it's not interfering with your own sexual desires with your partner or significant other, then I don't really see what the problem is. And oftentimes used together, it can also heighten the sexual experience. But believe it or not, there are some people, one of the topics I mentioned was sex and religion, um, we'll get to that another time. Oh, yeah. Earlier today, you mean? Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but one of the things is that um, oftentimes people don't agree with watching porn. They find it um, like a sin. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> we know about you and your porn, Ted. Yeah. Listen, I went to Catholic school. All right. Like, they're like, if you're going to touch yourself, you're going to go to hell. And I was like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> going straight like to hell. Like 13, 12 years old. Like, Aww. yep. Well, I'm going to hell. 
It's been great. God, that's awful that they teach that stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. And that's why everything is done. That's the other thing. I get so excited about this. I know you. I can tell. No, it's good. Don't apologize. It gets done in secrecy. And so then you feel shameful about it. And what's at the root of sex addiction oftentimes is one childhood sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lack of attachment. I'm all over the place, but I'll come back around. No, 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 you're good. Do your thing. Lack of attachment. Um, And we've talked about attachment in a couple of other um, episodes. And that is common with addiction is insecure attachments right you know which people don't kids don't feel safe they don't feel like they can share their feelings someone's not going to be there for them physical emotional abuse you know things like that right um that all causes this shame and guilt that exists and so you do things and then you feel bad and then you continue to do things and you continue to feel bad because no one ever tells you it's okay right right it's normal you know, or how it's one of those things. Yeah. Cause you touched on a lot of things just now, but like, no, no, don't apologize. I, and I feel like I've said that a lot already, but like, you know, I, I definitely like the cop out thing. Like, I definitely agree with that. I can see how someone's just like, I'm just a sex addict as like, they're trying to take away like the responsibility of their Mm -hmm. actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, and maybe this is a topic like we should bring up another day or, or we could whatever, but like, you know, in regards to like relationships and like, you know, like the guys like jerking off to porn or something like that. Like I imagine like, you know, in in this hypothetical scenario, like the girlfriend might feel like insecure Mm -hmm. that like her guys like, you know, good enough. Why why isn't he attracted to me? Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so like, I could see that. Um, But like, you know, that's something that like, in my opinion, and again, this is just kind of like taking it face value that like, you know, that's something that needs to be discussed between the two of them. That doesn't mean he's a sex addict. Exactly. Like if he was just like, well, I'm a sex yes. addict, babe. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I can't help the myself. two dicks and one ass thing. I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm out of control. You know? Yeah, no, that's definitely not. But people have used it. You know, I mean, I know you remember, and excuse me for referencing Tiger Woods. But right. That yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. came about, you know, yeah. oftentimes what's underneath, again, What's underneath the sex addiction, um, and he did go for sex addiction treatment. Right, right. Um, what's underneath the sex addiction piece is um, it can be anxiety, it can be depression, it can be relationship conflicts. And I did not treat Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a part of his treatment team or anything like mm-hmm. that. But from my professional opinion, if you will, or mm-hmm. perspective would be that he probably was experiencing all three of those things. Right. You know, definitely the relationship conflict was there. <laughs> um, yeah, with he and his wife and, you know, who knows? I don't remember what was going on with this golf game at that point. Yeah. Professionally, what was going on. Um, so anyways, there's yeah. early trauma, neglect. I, I mentioned physical abuse, sexual abuse, bullying, things like that can all contribute to, um, you know, a sex addiction, much like any other addiction. And I want yeah. and I want people to think about sex addiction in the same realm that we think about um, heroin addiction, cocaine addiction, sure. addiction right. food addiction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Alcoholism, I, I think the thing is it's harder to decipher because like someone who's abusing heroin like, it's obviously a problem. Like, you don't need to be a professional to be like, you know what? Like, yeah. it, you know, whereas like a sex addiction, it's like someone could be like hypothetically again, like, let's say went through like a bad breakup. Right. And you know what? You just want to go out and get some strange for a little bit. But you that, know what I mean? That can be normal. 
normal, oh, that can be healthy sexual behavior. Right, you exactly. Know? You know rebound. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, just a little rebound action. And I'm just, again, kind of using this as an example, but it's like, it, it, it is hard to decipher, like, at what point do you qualify someone as a sex addict or when it's in sexual, I mean. I'm going to tell you that. I mean, my guess is just that, like, just like anything else is like when it starts becoming a problem yes. affecting your life. Yeah. Like yeah. that's as yeah. much like the qualifiers for um, any other type of addiction. So um, what we're looking at in the, it's not actually in the DSM five. Okay. I mentioned that before on the DSM five. What, no, what's not in the DSM five sex addiction. Yeah. Sex addiction. Really? In the DSM five. No, no way. What we would, um, and it used to be, uh, Classified as sexual disorder NOS is how we would diagnose it, but that's not even a diagnosis anymore. So if huh. someone came to see me for sexual addiction, more than likely what I would look for, I would screen for anxiety, depression, you know, adjustment disorders, things like that. Um, or I may look at impulse control disorder because okay. it's also considered an impulse yeah, control Yeah, I could disorder. see that. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably what the diagnosis would be. Right. It's just very broad. There's yeah. a lot of different things that could contribute or not contribute and it's hard to like yeah. it's uh whereas like a drug addiction is like oh you know you're shooting speedballs in your neck yeah that makes you a drug addict <laughs> exactly you know this one i mean you know there's a lot of experts have conflicting thoughts around it that, right you know there's not enough evidence to show that it's an actual addiction this that and the other and i can tell you from the number of sex addicts that i've treated that it is an actual addiction yeah and that's not my belief that's my professional um training almost has, doctor yeah, opinion has taught me yeah all of that it is real it exists and i just hope that this episode can educate people to know that it's not a made-up thing so let me ask you this sure. what like and i'm not going to say this right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. but when someone is like a sex addict or uses sex in like an addictive manner, how does it affect the brain? Does it affect the brain similar to yes. like drugs and alcohol, mm -hmm. like in the, in like the changes, receptors and yeah, all that absolutely. shit? It changes your mood. Yeah. Um, changes. So the dopamine is what affects your pleasure network. Right. Changes right. your dopamine, your serotonin is what affects your mood. It changes your serotonin. It changes everything. And right. I would, you know, much like with, so there's something called neuro um, feedback, which you're aware yep, of, uh -huh. neuro brain mapping. And when they look at the areas of the brain, there's an area that controls the impulses or the addiction right. network, right? Mm -hmm. And that area is lit up. Um, for sex addicts. And I've actually seen that in the work that I've done. Um, so okay. it absolutely changes the brain. No different than if you were to go, if you were in active addiction or coming out of active addiction and, and coming into recovery, if we were to do a brain map yeah. um, on you, it would show that area being um, lit up. Yeah, 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 yeah. way to put it. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So yeah they, same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but... You know, a lot of what happens with um, sex addiction is we're looking at um, an inability to control themselves. So an right. inability to stop like, OK, I'm not going to have sex today. And then they end up um, acting out and going to have sex. Right. Or I'm not going to masturbate today. And they end up masturbating. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, and then two dicks in the ass. <laughs> and then two dicks in the ass. I'm not going to masturbate today. That goes from not <laughs> masturbating to instantly two dicks, one asshole. Some, some of the signs <laughs> also 
exactly. Our um, a preoccupation with sex. So um, many of the folks that I've worked with with a true sex addiction, like they think about sex basically 24-7. That it's, just sounds so exhausting. It is exhausting. That it's, can't be they're fun. They're sexualizing people that they typically wouldn't normally sexualize. Um, they're sexualizing advertisements. They're sexualizing literature. They're sexualizing um, Instagram pictures. They're sexual that aren't yeah. necessarily sexual. They're sexualizing TV shows. They're looking for things in the TV shows that have sexual innuendos. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Walking down the Jesus street, they're not just seeing Christ. people as male and female. They're seeing them as, you know, like you said, look at her breasts. They don't go to the, her back is probably hurting. No, they, they don't go to the, the and <laughs> the camel toe and, the, you know, bulge or the basket or whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> just making shit up at this point, <laughs> you know. Um, but there's the preoccupation with sex, um, lying to cover up their behaviors. Right, um, right, so, right, right. So, you know, if they're dating or married or whatever, oh, I have to be at work late. And it's, you know, they're not actually at work late, obviously. Right. Um, and the the other thing with preoccupation, um, it, it, there becomes compulsions with it as well. There's obsessions and compulsions. And what happens, and people have gotten in trouble with this at work, is that sometimes your security departments will go in and monitor what you've been looking at. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah. get caught on pornographic websites and whatever else. That's kind of, I mean, really like bad. if someone does that, though, like you're kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that I'm going to use my... true, but think about... People, and I've worked with teachers who yeah. either drank on the job or got high on the job. I mean, it's brutal. All right, that's fair. Yeah, so it's no damn different. But look at what's Not happening. to, you know, make it relatable or anything, but... <laughs> But I'm not a teacher, so. No, you're not, but you did work. With people at a job. Yeah. (laughs) At one time. You've been drinking or blowing lines or whatever you were doing. Yeah. 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 Anyways, (laughs) sorry. We're just fantasizing. That's a part of sex addiction also. Right. Just the fantasy of it. Yeah, I was was fantasizing about blowing lines, but sorry. Come back to me. Come back to me. Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry. You lost me for a second. I'm back. Good. But if there's recurrent, intense um, sexual fantasies, urges, behaviors, um, if it interferes with your life, working relationships um, or your work dynamics, um, relationship dynamics, financial dynamics. Oh, you'd be surprised. You know, and how many people I've worked with also that have been extorted because of their behaviors. Really? Oh, shit. I've seen shit like that in movies before. No, it's real. It exists. I've I've worked with women who were actually prostituting themselves, and they would have a friend of theirs hide under the bed while they were having sex with the guy. How big was this bed? Like, how much room from the... I mean, I can't hide under a bed. (laughs) No, you were not hiding. I would not be a good hider for the extortion (laughs) scheme. (laughs) No, they were robbing the guy... um, is because you know they take their pants off and generally your wallet is in your pants and whatever. So right, the right, right. would take the wallet and take all the money and credit cards out, and the guy would leave. And um, yeah, he wouldn't have anything after that. Hold on. So there's a guy hiding under the bed. No, a woman. The a, ones that I've worked with have been women. A woman's hiding under the bed, yeah. and another woman's about to have sex with the guy. With the John. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then the woman slides out from under the bed as she they're having can. sex. She doesn't have to come out. Hand. Oh, okay. Hands. I thought, you know, she's like tiptoeing out with his pants, like, keep like, him busy. You're doing like recon missions here. That's like, what I'm thinking that we're doing. I thought I was hiding under the bed for a second, like I'm just a so large glad, man. I'm so glad you're not hiding. Yeah, under I'm not hiding under the bed. <laughs> no. That's why I was like, I would not oh. be good for the extortion scheme. I would not fit the criteria. You're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to be my... 
um, accomplice if we have to if I have to if we have to start extorting people. people. <laughs> you are not going to be. You could be my um. Who's the bully that goes in and demands the money? What's that guy called? I forget. Anyways, Shit, I don't know. Come to me, but um. So behaviors that you can't control. Um, engaging in regular um physical harmful behaviors, emotionally harmful behaviors to yourself or to others. And what I mean by that, so physically harmful, it could be you know unprotected sex could be you know physically harmful. Doing things, yep. so the escalation, the tolerance would be similar in the sense that, you know, um, a straight guy is now getting blowjobs from men um, because that's how bad his sex addiction has progressed, even though he's not really? identifying as bisexual or gay. Absolutely. Really? A hand job from a guy, you know, things like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not um, bisexual or gay. It's just... Like, they're, they're so desperate to get yes. a hand job, yes. And there's just or no options yeah. for women around. Yeah. But there just happens to be... a yeah. Lonely dude hiding under the bed. Yeah. You know, after another failed extortion episode, he's like, I mean, I'll jack you off for like 20 bucks, man. You know, it's. No, I'm sorry. I I don't mean to make light of that, but no, that's, that's absolutely wild. I like, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine someone having sex with someone that they like, how should I put this? Like of opposite gender and they're not like, or same gender or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're not attracted to that gender. Mm -hmm. Like that to me just just seems like so extreme. Yeah. And I, you know? I, I keep relating it to, you know, um, drugs and alcohol or other types of addictions. You know, it's dangerous. It's harmful. Um, you do things that you never thought you would do. You compromise your morals, your ethics, your values, all of right. that. Um, right. You're negatively impacted by all these things. Um, I'm sure when you started smoking pot and then started drinking, I, I have a sneaking suspicion you didn't think you'd go to heroin one day. You know, no, I did not. That's where we end up. So I did not. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a really sad thing. But I do want to tell you also that um, having sex with multiple partners is not a sex addiction. So you right. brought that up before. Um, that's not a sex addiction. Yeah, no, I, I don't think yeah. it is. So you know, d- doing things that are fetishes, not a sexual addiction. Right. Um, doing things that are gay in nature, mm-hmm. not a sex addiction. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there because sometimes people are like, oh, well, I did this. You know, I must be a sex addict. Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> You're like, that sounds like my Tuesday night. Oh, you yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't mind me. <laughs> so Trust me. You're not a sex addict. Okay. Yeah. You know. Oh my God, so funny. But I, I and going back to what's at the root of all this, and I had mentioned some things, but um, sexual trauma. We, we talked on another episode, um, and you had mentioned like with sex workers. You know, some yeah, we briefly kind of yeah, raised and, that. Yeah, we talked about you know like how sad that is, and you know, desperate, and the sexual trauma oftentimes that they've experienced, and so you know, a lot of times sex workers aren't sex addicts, and they may be right. diagnosed as sex addicts, but they see it as a form of survival it's something well, that's right. familiar to them it's what they know but it does right. not make them a sex addict right 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 right, right. Yeah. um sexual abuse in childhood can lead to sex addiction but mm-hmm. it doesn't always 
Okay, so yeah. that would be a marker that we would look for in our screening process or during the assessment phase. Um, and if you're a good clinician, you're looking at that anyways. You know, is there um, sexual trauma? Right. Oftentimes, uh, people are scared to disclose, but if you provide them with a safe environment, they eventually will open up, believe it or not. It's yeah. really interesting. No, it, I mean, that's something like, you know, and I've never experienced any kind of sexual trauma, but I, I can't imagine how difficult. I, I can imagine it, but I really can't, like, understand it from a oh, that's probably not the right word but like i do understand it i should say but i i really will have no idea what that's like yeah yeah you know to be able to like have you know a sexual trauma experience and then to disclose that yeah you know it's a big um, deal it takes a lot of courage um, oh yeah i imagine that and oftentimes the reason people don't share about the sexual abuse is because one they're fearful that someone's not going to believe them that they're going to be blamed right for it. the right. perpetrator said if you tell anybody you know i'm going to say that um i'm going to say that you're lying i'm going to kill your family i'm going right to, right 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 um you know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to say that you liked it or you wanted it or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a multiple. Of, yeah. yeah. Or it's just embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? So yeah, no, I got that. But it, it, it is a very courageous act for people to share that. And right. you know, if that's at the root of what's going on with sex addiction, then, you know, one thing that I want to remind people is that sex addiction can be treated and I'll get into treatment in just a few minutes, but um, it can be treated. So it's not right. hopeless, a hopeless thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, oh man, it, a lot of this is kind of heavy stuff. I'm actually, you, you know, when he just said, you know, the sex addiction can be treated, that brought me back to like what you were saying about Tiger Woods earlier, mm -hmm. you know, and like, I don't see it. And cause I can't remember, I don't think you said this directly, but like you said, you kind of mentioned Tiger Woods and then I can't remember if it was before or after, like you said, like some people use certain situations saying like, oh, I'm a sex addict, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know if I was Tiger Woods, like I would have never gotten married to begin with. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, so like, like I remember it was like all over the news. They're like, Tiger Woods cheated on his wife. It's like, yeah, well, no shit. You know, if I was Tiger Woods, I'd just be like, hey, bitches, I just won another golf tournament. Like, <laughs> the problem is who wants two dicks in the ass? <laughs> Tiger Woods. I'm going to bring my buddy. Yeah, you know, the, like... The problem with that is that, you know, you don't feel good at the end of the day. Right. You know, I remember you mentioned that. that you're having sex with, yeah, because the shame and the guilt come in. Right. And if that's not how you're raised or, you know, you are in what's supposed to be a monogamous relationship. Um, but the problem with celebrities doing things like that is they have to know they're going to get caught. Hello. Yeah. How, I mean, people are going to make money on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's, there's, um... Well, Heidi Fleiss was one of the um, madams from back in the day, and she had the little black book. I don't know if you know who she is, but um, no. she would connect escorts with famous people or very wealthy. Really? needed to be done in secret. So she was like a, like a broker, like oh, a middleman, yeah. if Sex you will. Broker, absolutely. Damn. Yeah, she got caught, though, unfortunately. And God bless her, she wouldn't reveal who was in her little black book. And I give wow. her credit for that. Yeah. Hey, so listen. She protected, she protected her clients for sure. But, you know, go use a service like that. Ashley Madison, though, is, you know, Ashley Madison. Mm. So Ashley Madison is another service that's for, like, the wealthy people who don't want to get caught um, having sex. Although, the funniest thing, this was years ago. It's not, it's like funny, but not funny. It's not right. funny for the people who found out that their loved ones were on Ashley Madison and having sex with random people. Mm-hmm. 
um, is that the lists of people came out. So someone hacked in. Oh, no way. Yeah, and released the data. Yeah. Damn. Names. You could search and see if your husband's, your, yeah, usually husbands, it wasn't very many. I don't think there was women on there. Um, if your husband, your loved one, your partner, whoever was on on the list, and they would pop up. Get the fuck oh, out yeah. of here. Don't think I didn't Google some names. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it right now, as a matter of fact, you know. If you want to cheat on me, I need to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> making a threesome. No need to cheat. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> just kidding. How do you request the two dicks and one ass on this website? <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing that up. That's like the fifth time I've brought it up. You're very, like, intrigued by it. You know, the colonoscopy felt like that. I'm telling you. <laughs> I bet. feels like that. When you have to put Neosporin on your butt, that's a problem. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's never good. So anyone who has to have a colonoscopy, just know it's worse than they tell you. It is a hundred times worse than they tell you. That's... I'm just letting you all know. Oh. Yeah. No smile on my face probably for now for a couple of days. You know, I'm very that. proud that I've never put anything in my ass. Things I can tolerate, but not pooping for 28 hours straight. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. um, this is, and, and I want to continue not putting anything in my ass, but colonoscopies are one of those things that sooner or later they come around. They you have do. To do them. They do. You're going to have to do it. And Although I'm going to think of this thing. moment. You should. Of you talking about shitting for 28 hours straight. I'm going to be like, this is it. This is my moment. I'm breaking my streak of nothing in the ass. (laughs) Good. (laughs) But but you can actually do a, um, if if everything is fine and you've never had a history of cancer, you can do a kit where you do send in like a fecal sample. I mean, that's not fun either. You know, at least you're pooping like into something rather than in one time, not. I feel like I'd miss. That'd be just really hard to aim. You know what I mean? I could send you home with some doggy bags just in case. I mean, I would just. Do in the yard. And (laughs) And then get arrested for, you know, (laughs) public exposure or whatever. Oh my God. Let's get back to our podcast. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're not going to talk about pooping in boxes today, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ted. No, you're um, good. Just a Please. couple more things I wanted to bring up um, is that um, we talked about like how our values and our systems are compromised with sure. family and community, our um, career, our education, our children. Mm-hmm. And it is really horrendous um, for someone who is a sex addict to have their family find out what's going on. Very shameful, very embarrassing. Sure, sure. And they don't understand it. And oftentimes... Um, since they don't understand it, there's a hard time forgiving. So forgiveness doesn't come very easily. Yeah. It ties into the stigma that it's okay to go to a party and say, oh, I don't drink, I'm an alcoholic, or I went to rehab. What'd you go for? Alcoholism. People are like, way to go. You know, but you go to a party and say, well, I was in rehab for a sex addiction. People are like shying away from you. You know, they think you're chest. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like... A really negative to it like i'm just picturing like you know there's like you know like an attractive woman or something like some guys like talking to her and he's like hey you know we should hang out sometime let me get your number and she's like i'm sorry i was a sex addict i just got a treatment for sex addiction mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean it's just like whoa okay yeah hang on whoa what just happened you know whereas like yeah you're right like if you go to a party and like there's a bunch of booze and you're like no i don't drink i you know i'm an alcoholic it's like oh okay yeah, but great. people people like you know in my experience no one gives a shit. Well, the truth, but okay. Like, what, what, in regards yeah. to alcohol. That's true. You know what I mean? That's because, true. like, or people who are drinking alcohol just want to drink their alcohol. Yeah. They're not 
give, no, give a fuck about someone else who's not drinking alcohol. No, you know it's more I mean? in your head than it is in theirs. Mm-hmm. It's your concern. But the problem with um, sex addiction is that people aren't likely to talk about it. Right. No, I, yeah, I hear you. To themselves. And what do we what do we know is that if we don't talk about things, you know, then the power just... You just let it fester it. inside. Yes. There's yeah. power of you. It's bad. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, sex addiction's more embarrassing. It's more shameful. Um, yeah, because people can go in a lot of different directions yeah. with it. Or use it as like some kind of like, oh, this person's a sex addict. So I'll definitely. Discriminating and really bad negative connotation. Or it can go the other way. Some, you've ever heard people joke like, oh, if I had to be an addict, I'd be a sex addict. You know, that sounds awesome, but it's not. It's really awesome. I said that before and you like texted me. You're like, listen, it's very serious. You know, I was just like, (laughs) I just haven't gotten laid in a long time, Tempany. Okay. Like I get what you're saying. I'm not like being like, I'm not like, I wish I could just trade this one addiction for another and we'll just, you know, do like a handoff type of situation. There's a lot tied to sex addiction. Um, There's something called chem sex um, addiction or there's something. Okay. So there's chem sex, which is chemical sex. Okay. I'll tell you what that means. And there's chem sex addiction. So it's abbreviated. I bet we're about to go into a weird fucking topic right now. No, I just it's get. Really, it's not weird. Um, but. Uh, You're just being nice for no, all the chem I, addicts, sex addicts out there. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, I really have I no idea where this is going. You. Go, I'm please go. Sex. I'm going to shut the fuck up. So you go. Chem sex is, and I'll refer here to chem sex addiction because that's, we're talking about sex addiction. But chem sex is when you're using drugs heighten your sexual experience oh yeah so there's a couple there's two different kinds that sounds pretty sweet (laughs) stimulant which Uh would be um stimulants are meth um cocaine amphetamines you know um erection enhancers viagra all that kind of stuff that would be a stimulant that's used for chemsex or um okay and oftentimes that is for people who want sexual disinhibition so what i mean by that is is that even really a word? I mean, I'm not a scientist, but like. Maybe they did that. I don't know. Whatever, it sounded good. Disambition. No, it, disambition. Okay. I mean, I just, you, you know. Check your thing. Where's your phone? I don't know. Check it. Disambition? No, disinhibition. Jesus Christ. This sounds like four different words combined <laughs> together. It is. Disinhibition. Disinhibition. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dis, disinhibition. In psychology, disinhibition is a lack of restraint manifested in disregard of social conventions, impulsivity, and poor risk assessment. Disinhibition affects motor, instinctual, emotional, cognitive, and perceptual aspects with signs and symptoms similar to the diagnostic criteria for mania. That's what Google says. That's amazing because think about it. So I'm referring to sexual disinhibition with stimulant use in sex. But if we go back to other addictions, um, we have emotional disinhibitions. We have physical disinhibitions, right? Damn. So we're doing things that are really not good for us, period. Did you see how hard I struggled reading that? You did good. <laughs> like, I like... I'll send you hooked on phonics for... Dude, I... <laughs> <laughs> hooked on phonics. Oh my God, I forgot about Don Holy shit, is that still around? Now I have to Google that. Okay, stop Googling. Dude. Let me finish with it. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. Yo, you got me there oh, yeah. good on the hooked yeah. on phonics. Well, I'll give you that. Phonics. <laughs> um, but oftentimes, so, that's, so gay people will use um, stimulants to help make it easier, relax, things like that. So okay. either they okay. can be penetrated or penetrate or whatever. So the guard's not up while they're having sex. And also, 
you know, it sometimes can be more fun, um, just more relaxing. And then okay. there's um, dissociative drugs that are used um, in chemsex addiction. Those would be opioids, um, alcohol, K, mm. um, things like that. And what it does is emotionally numbs you. So more often, I could see that. Yeah, with the disassociative drugs, we're using that to cover up like sexual trauma that we have, um, or an unwillingness to have sex. Um, if we're overcoming like low self-esteem or things like that, we can right, use right, right. those types of dissociative drugs. Yeah. Um, so that's what chemsex is. Um, but people okay. with a chemsex addiction rarely enjoy sex without drugs, and drugs and sex become wired together, and that creates a co-occurring disorder. You know what? I kind of relate to that a little bit you know what i mean because like you know i I used to have to have like painkillers in order to have sex just because i was like always like so nervous and stuff you know what i mean yeah um hmm, that's interesting well i learned something today that would be you were using um chemicals with sex i mean that's what it was chem sex yeah having chem sex i've I've had chem sex which you know about that (laughs) tempany shit now i know this is so sedative Chemistry. Did I say it right? I you think did. I felt like I said it wrong. But. You did great. No, that's perfect. No. Um, and then the last thing that I want to say about all of this is that there is treatment. I think that's, you know, really important, much yeah. like other addictions. And, you know, not these are not the only treatment centers, but just to name a few, um, the Meadows um, Seeking Integrity, which is a new treatment center uh, down in South Florida. It's, um, and these, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's feared by um, Robert Weiss, who is amazing. Um, Rob Weiss, amazing gentleman um, in the sex addiction field. Um, okay. He's got a number of great books. You can all go to his website, Rob Weiss, MSW.com, and there's a lot of information on there. Um, but Sierra Tucson Recovery Ranch, Cottonwood, a lot of those are out west. I'm not sure what that's about. A lot of them are in Arizona. Well, there's um, a lot of meth out there, too. So for <laughs> all true. the, you know, chemsex so people. There you go. I didn't think about that. Boom. Oh, See, um, I also, watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But there's, um, you know, 12-step meetings. There's SAA. There's SLAA. And right. That's um, sex and love addiction. And also for people who, you know, talk to your therapist about this. If you don't have a therapist, there's, you know, all kinds of therapists out there. Google someone who has knowledge about sex addiction. Right. There's a sex therapist or what's called a CSAC, Certified Sex Addiction Therapist. They've gone to specific training for sex addiction. Um, but there's parental controls that people can put on their phone, their iPads, their devices that stop them from right. looking at these things. And I know that sounds crazy and, you know, there are ways around it, but as just an added safety measure to not engage in these behaviors you can put parental controls on your phone and stuff yeah like that. and that's a really good point and and i know we probably need to wrap up relatively soon but like so just really quick so all those treatment centers that you mentioned are those specific for sex addiction mm-hmm. okay sometimes they're co-occurring but they have an emphasis um the meadows does um seeking integrity does um cottonwood does sierra tucson does has an emphasis on sex addiction okay so you want to make sure when you're going to treatment that there are certified sex therapists certified sex addictions therapists yeah or phds in clinical sexology on staff right because sometimes right, right, places right. will say we treat sex addiction well how do you do that you know and well there's not a you know sex maybe with a certified staff. sex therapist to start yeah that would be a good mean? idea but there are plenty of places that you know say that they treat sex addiction and they're not they're throwing yeah. them in a group and calling it you know whatever well i'm so. like interning at south county does that count <laughs> no <laughs> no um, they make me do the paperwork there. Um, <laughs> so you definitely qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
No, but you know, you mentioned something like right after you, right after you mentioned all those treatment centers, and I feel like this is really important. As crazy as it sounds, with the parental controls. You bring up a really good point because it's like for someone like me who's an addict um at the end of the day in order for me to relapse i have to like go leave and mm-hmm. choose to do drugs mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and accept the consequences of doing that mm-hmm. right but like for a sex addict where they could watch porn on the computer on their phone mm-hmm. um you know whatever it's like it's almost like it's kind of like accessible everywhere oh, it is. You know what I mean? Like you might not be able to go to like the beach or something on TV, like a TV show you want to watch. So it's like, I feel like that's really, really important that it's like, I mean, again, yes, there's drugs on TV and whatever, but like, it's not like I, like if I were to watch like, you know, a Cheech and Chong movie, (laughs) right. And I'd be like, oh my God, I have to go smoke weed. Like I can still appreciate, I'll always be a stoner at heart. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, like. I'm in recovery. I'm sober, but I'll always be a star. I can still watch that movie. It yeah. doesn't bring anything up for me. Yeah. I laugh, you know, and whatever. But like for someone who's a sex addict and they just see some like, like either a TV show or something of like people having sex mm-hmm. or like whatever the fucking case is, then that starts this whole whirlwind of their mind going like, oh my God, I need to have sex with someone right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's. That that's that's really stressful, you know. Mm-hmm. I imagine, like, so. I agree. Yeah, no, definitely <sighs> stressful. And you know what? Oftentimes, so much like if you were to go stay at a hotel, you um, you may or may not. I don't know, but I, I've known a lot of people who've had the minibar cleared out before they stayed. Sure. Right. Movie, right. 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 So oftentimes, what can be done is the TV can be removed. From, I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I knew you were going to yeah. fucking say that. TV, yeah. You watched I, the movie. I watched that movie. Yeah, and that <laughs> Thanks happened. Thanks for sharing. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 So two good movies to watch. One is a little bit more comedic in nature, but it has one of my favorites, Pink, in it. Is um, oh yeah, she is in it. Yeah, that's right. Sharing. It's Mark Ruffalo and Pink, and there's a funny. Guy oh, and Gwyneth Paltrow's in it too. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Who sends Who fucking BDSM it? gifts to her family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and joint rollers. Yeah, and joint rollers. See, I never appreciated the joint rollers. I always, I was old school. Yeah. A lot of people do. And then the um, other movie is Shame. And that shows the really sad, um, desperate. Doesn't have funny parts. No, there's nothing funny in that movie. It's deeply disturbing. But it's a true depiction of what goes on. Yeah. The extreme, the obsessions, the compulsions, the preoccupations, the shame and guilt that happen. It's good that those movies that, that, it's good that those movies exist though. Yeah. That they're out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shame has Michael Fassbender, by the way. Oh, okay. He's a good actor. I like him. He's cool. He's cool. Any last thoughts? Um, no, no. I think, I mean, you know, pretty much just to kind of wrap everything up, you know, I mean, it's, I I know we kind of took a little break because we were both out of town and we were busy and, you know, we jumped right into sex addiction while your kids are running around and, you know, we talked about. They have earmuffs on. Yeah, they're fine. They're four. They don't know. They have no idea what's happening right now. You know what I mean? I've heard my daughter say the F word a couple of times now. And then I'll say to her, Uh, what did you just say? And she says nothing, mommy. So I really have to be careful. You need to fucking be careful. But oh fuck! God fuck! (laughs) See, this is why I can't be a parent. This is why I can't get. You can. You just tell them. I literally just said the f word twice in one sentence. Three times. Three times, like not even thinking of it. You know. Well, where do you think my daughter got it from? Both me and my husband. It's (sighs) a famous word in our house, and we kind of have to fix it because it's not okay. It's actually really bad. So I'll work. Fudge. Just use fudge Fudge. instead. Yeah. Or shut the front door. 
Yeah, yeah, shut the front shut door. Shut the front door. Well, I hope you have a good week, Ted. And yeah, and I hope I get some hooked on phonics. <laughs> that was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. That was really Christmas. fucking funny. It's a good Christmas present for you. It's a terrible Christmas present, but <laughs> there's no age restriction. You can have that at any age. Ted. I'm I'm <laughs> going to go home and Google hooked on phonics to see if that shit still exists. I could I use some hooked on phonics. Oh, oh my god! All right, love you, Ted. I've missed you. All right. Well, um, well, this was a good episode, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, Tiffany. Bye, Ted. All right, bye.